Welcome to the first episode of Indie Spotlight. Like the name suggests, we showcase and spotlight independent talent from the local wrestling community. And today I have on someone I saw locally here in Richmond, Virginia at a UEW show and who I studied on the independents after seeing him and realized how the hell have I never seen this guy before? This guy is one of the best heels in the game today. He's also a great wrestler. I got to see him wrestle Rhett Titus for the UEW World's Championship. And I was a cameraman, so I was up close and personal. And let me tell you, it was one of the best matches I've seen in a long, long time. Today on Indie Spotlight, I have on Logan Easton LaRoe. Logan, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for joining me today. This is um, this is awesome talking to you on the first episode of uh, Indie Spotlight. Um, I'll be real with you. The first time I saw you was at UEW, and it surprises me because I've watched local wrestling, and it's like, how the hell have I never seen this guy before? Yeah, I actually, uh, it seems like post-COVID, there hasn't been a ton in Virginia. UEW, I know, started fairly recently within the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And then VCW uh, changing ownership and coming back. And I think they've they've ran about three shows or so. I've also I've ventured out from Virginia probably a decent amount over the last eight or nine years, I would say. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I didn't realize you were as like, seasoned as you are a 10 a 10 year vet at this point almost and you when i saw you in uw i was working the camera that day i was like this guy is fucking great like for those who weren't at the show it was you won the uh i don't remember the name of the tournament tournament exactly but you went on to face Rhett titus for their world title how how, how was that how was working that tournament uh, it was it was good. It's three matches post intermission, which is kind of a lot. Uh, before the final match with Rhett, I think we had a one match break, which was not a ton of time to prepare. But that's all right. I've uh, I've wrestled Rhett before. I beat him in a cage match, and uh, as you saw in UEW that night, he retained his championship. So I guess we're one on one. Yeah, I'd like another shot at it. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure you'll get a UEW coming back. I think in January, and I'm I'm sure you'll be at the next show, but. You know, just seeing you for, for, for a first time fan seeing you that night, it was one of those things. It's like if you're going to remember somebody from the show, it was going to be you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Christian. Now, I, I do want to talk about your early days, though. What what got you into professional wrestling? Uh, I've been a fan since like as long as I can remember. I think the first time I remember seeing wrestling was picking up uh, just the WWF video at Blockbuster when I was like four or five years old, just because the clown reminded me of a Joker and I've been pretty obsessed with it since then. What was, what's the first match you can really remember seeing? It was Doink the Clown and Dink against um, Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think that's the match at WrestleMania 10. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, it was a video. I'm not, I'm old, but I'm not that old. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that is off the top of my head. That's the first one. Uh, yeah, I would say like I watched from that point on, but like I, my obsession really, really started like infected my brain far too much. I would say during like the attitude era, about year 2000, Hardy boys, the whole, that tag team scene is really what made me truly passionate about wrestling. I would say. So is, is your favorite match of all time, the Hardys, the Dudleys and Edge and Christian from WrestleMania? 
Uh, I'm a big fan of that. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of all time. I think my favorite of all time is probably Jeff Hardy, Undertaker, the Raw ladder match. Yeah, that was that was such a great match just for the fact that like the wrestling was great. But the after after it, when he cut that promo, that's what made it. Yeah, absolutely. And JR's commentary is just on another level of storytelling in that match, especially. Yeah. No, uh, JR, uh, I know people give him a lot of grief nowadays because he does mess up in AEW, but it's like the man's been doing it for so many years. I, I don't he he's fine. But like, yeah, his commentary next level. But, um, you know, that was that the early days of like the 2000, the attitude era. That was probably the best time to get into wrestling, like and actually become a huge fan of it. Like I think most people did. Adam Cole being one of them. He shaved his head or to be like Stone Cold. <laughs> that was a weird look that I had to look up after I listened to. Um, I don't even remember the podcast, but like I think the Attitude Era is what like brought a lot of people into it. And now seeing like people who watch the Attitude Era be on top of the wrestling world. Now, is that your favorite era of all time or has there been like any other era that really captivated you? Um, yes and no. I think, uh, from storylines and promos and stuff, probably yes, but actual in-ring action. I like, uh, I like early nineties WCW. I, I think the ruthless aggression era is a little bit better, uh, purely in-ring wise. And I actually like ring of honor from like 2004 to 2009 ish. That's probably my favorite kind of wrestling. Yeah. The whole, ever. uh, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Austin Aries. Uh, yeah. Chris Hero, all, all of them really lit uh, the indies on fire in the early days of the 2000. But now it's like the indies is so easily accessible that it's not like it was back in the day. Yeah, totally. Like I remember uh, saving up to get those Ring of Honor DVDs and waiting for like to buy three, get one free sale and everything. And like it was so special to have those. And now, you know, with independent wrestling TV and YouTube and all that kind of stuff, it's so much easier to see all sorts of different wrestling than it used to be. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It, it's 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 cool because now you can go online and you can type in your name and see like your matches from the indies, like the UEW match. I don't think it's up yet, but I typed in your name. I watched. Uh, I believe it was when you were Crab Champion, one of those matches, and it was. I was like, dude, like, I feel bad because I'm like, I should have known about this guy years ago. That's okay. And then um, let's talk about uh, a few weeks ago because I went to the AEW event in Norfolk and I, I'm walking down the uh, the entranceway. I look at the ring and I'm like, oh, shit, that's Logan. How was that experience? Because you got to face Tony Nese, who, in my opinion, was one of the most underrated talents in professional wrestling. But y'all put on one banger of a match for the short amount of time y'all got. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, wrestling Tony is awesome. That's definitely, I think, the most people I've ever wrestled in front of. Uh, I almost had him with that missile dropkick, but he beat me at the end. But yeah, that was an awesome experience. You know, uh, I don't know how many fans knew me in the crowd, but to hear Logan Chance, it's not something I take lightly. lightly. And uh, being a fan favorite is kind of foreign to me as well. So it was nice for them to cheer. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that because of your work as as a heel, which, in my opinion, watching your stuff, for, like just being up close to you in UEW and then going back and watching your stuff on the indies, you're a fantastic heel. Did, did you draw inspiration from anybody like a Roddy Piper type character or like who 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 inspires you to get that heel heat? Um, I try. I, I use wrestling influence to some degree. I would say like uh, suit wearing Jericho. This oh, gigantic yeah. one and like 2000 ish triple H. Uh, I also, I like 
the movie Wolf of Wall Street, and uh, Gordon Gecko from Wall Street itself. Two major inspirations for my heel character as well. Yeah, that's uh, for those who haven't watched Wolf of Wall Street, that's one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. So I can definitely see it because you come out, you're announced from a gated community inside a gated community. You're the champion of uh, 1%. Like, and people hate that because they're not that. So exactly. I, I, I love it. I, I thought, honestly, like I said, you were the best thing on the show. But like, what, how, how, did, how did you come up with that character as far as like, did you just you took pieces from like Jericho and Wolf of Wall Street and just meshed it all together? Uh, yeah, a little bit of that. Um, I actually Jason of um, who was also on that UEW show, me and him, I was wrestling before this character. Uh, but I was just kind of floating around. I could work face, I could work heel, but pretty nondescript tights, nondescript character, etc. And uh, me and Jason were just kind of kicking around ideas. He used to have a school in uh, Stewart's Draft, Virginia, which is close to where I went to college. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd get a lot of ring time there, I'd talk with Jason all the time, and we kind of spitballed ideas back mm-hmm. and forth and came up with this character. Okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I, as far as character-wise, it was it's a very rememberable character. Cause I can't really tell you any other characters on the UEW roster as far as like that. I remember distinctly, but like the heat you got from the crowd was insane. And it did, you, did you always want to be a heel or is it something that you just like, may, maybe I could be face, maybe I could be heel, but. Uh, no, I would say when I first started, I definitely wanted to be face. I used to do a lot more like hurricane Ranos and springboards and stuff like that. But I got older and those moves are harder to do. So uh, to be honest, I would I would just rather be a heel. I, I know I can get people to boo me. I'm pretty comfortable in that role. Uh, I do try to challenge myself. I work face here or there, as you saw at AEW. Mm-hmm. I can do it if I have to, but uh, it's definitely something I need to work on. I'm far more comfortable being a heel. Yeah, and I like I said, I don't I I I don't want to keep saying this, but it's like I think I need to reiterate so people will go watch. You are a great heel and they need to go watch your independent stuff. But now with um, UEW and all the local Virginia stuff, I feel like a lot more people are have their eyes on you. Is is um, trying to figure out how to word this. What, which company, if you got a big time offer, which one would you want it to be with Impact, New Japan, AEW? Uh, wherever the money is the greenest, I guess, would be. <laughs> answer that i mean uh i will say i was very happy with the way we were treated and everything that happened at aew i also i was actually at the performance center this past tuesday for nxt uh and the week before that i was backstage with smackdown uh and same thing that treated us very well so uh i'm i'm happy to get where the work is is what i would say i feel that and there's a lot of there's a lot of great talents i could see you facing you know just as your heel work, you you could go against an MJF or a CM Punk or I've um, wrestled MJF before. Uh, we've tagged before. So. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Cool. Both of us were managed by Stokely Hathaway. Now Malcolm Bivens on NXT. Okay, that that's that's insane. That that's awesome though. Yeah, I just I could see you in that role as like a top heel on any company, whether it be WWE, whether it be AEW. But you know, let's let's talk about some. Um, upcoming events your vcw event you'll be wrestling there correct yeah it's uh i'm wrestling ken dixon for the vcw championship uh, on december 4th that's this coming saturday i don't know when this airs but it'll be, uh, um, it should this- be up tomorrow i think monday 
Okay. Yeah, this coming Saturday, December 4th in Norfolk, Virginia. Me and Ken Dixon for that VCW Heavyweight Championship. It's going home with you, right? I don't see any way I wouldn't. (laughs) And then you'll be taking it to, uh, what is it, uh, New South on the 11th? Yeah, New South is uh, normally they're a company based in Alabama and Tennessee, but they are uh, venturing up north to the Philadelphia area on December 11th, a week from this coming Saturday. And I know that uh, a friend of mine, the artist Blank, will be wrestling Derek Neal. I'm not 100% sure who I, uh, Logan Easton Loro, will be wrestling, but it's sure to be a great show. They got an awesome roster down there. And they're mixing it up with some awesome Philly stars, like uh, a very good professional wrestler, formerly known as Dasher Hatfield. Jordan Oliver, I know, is on the card. Uh, Boomer Hatfield. Uh, lining up to be a really good show. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like a stack card. And I'm I'm just happy because I'm local to Virginia that we're finally getting the good independent wrestling that's been up north for so long. And then I know uh, NGW is in town today. That's going to be an amazing show. Impact Wrestling World Title being defended. And I mean, I guess this is airing tomorrow. But if you haven't, you know, if if you're there, come say hi. But um, no, it's just like seeing all these great local wrestlers finally getting the shot they deserve as far as like NXT or AEW. It's just I feel like the landscape of wrestling has changed so much in the past three years that it's not that it's easier to get work, that there's more work. Yeah, I actually, I think in the last three years, it's gotten a little harder than the previous six or seven years, I would say, with COVID and speaking out and everything. Um, There are fewer companies than there were at one time. But, you know, independent wrestling, it's like a fire. It comes and it goes. Uh, It seems right now, like Virginia, there's a lot of talent in Virginia. Uh, UEW and DCW are putting on some really good shows. As you said, that NGW show. Um, The DMV area, like, Two or three years ago, there was some hot stuff with Nova and Primetime Wrestling uh, and Flying V, which of the three is the only one still in existence. But I hope we get more. You know, this is a great fan base. That that AEW show in Norfolk, I don't know if it's sold out or not. It definitely felt sold out to me. SmackDown, same thing. And they felt like two different wrestling markets. So I think there's plenty of fans. There could be plenty of wrestling around here. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's a big hot spot for wrestling in Virginia. I just I don't like the comparison of, oh, if you're an AEW fan, you can't be a WWE fan and vice versa. It, it, it's wrestling. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like you're you, you like what you like. And that's what I like about the indies. You you get the true wrestling fan that comes out to these shows who will watch a WWE show or an AEW show or impact. So I, I, I think I like the independent shows more than I do the like big shows. It just feels more intimate. Oh, yeah, totally. Um. I mean, there's a chance, like, on a big show that a uh, wrestler will interact with you. But, you know, on an indie show, like, if you tell that wrestler to shut up, chances are they're going to talk directly right to you, which is lost at the TV level, the bigger stage. Yeah, if it, it is. What you're- it, and and you, were, you were really good at that at... Uh- at, when, I, when I was working camera, I, I just saw you when anybody would say something, you would be right back with it. So quick witted with it. it. It was great. Like, I haven't seen a good heel like that in so long up close. And I just I was like, yo, this guy is the standout from this whole entire show. Thank you. I, I, I mean, I, I like to thrive. You know, we talked about AEW NXT, but I do think I thrive on those independent shows. You got a lot of freedom. It's a lot of fun. You know, there's real interaction the whole time you know yeah and it's it's cool actually being able to talk to the wrestlers after the event i think that's what i I like most about it and i feel like most indie 
fans love about it is you can actually talk to these people. And then a year later, you see them on the big stage and it's like, oh, man, I, I know that guy. And you, you tweet at them and they'll be like, oh, thanks. You know, it, it it's just I don't know. I just I, I love that you, you can see your local stars become like the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think um, it's it's harder, I think, to break in and make it big in music or uh, acting or other avenues of entertainment, whereas wrestling, like uh, there's so many levels. But I can't tell you the amount of people when I was backstage at AEW or NXT that like I've done independent. Shit. We've wrestled in front of 10 people together. Like it's just kind of amazing that to go from that to wrestling in front of literally millions of people around the world on TV and stuff. Who who has been some of your favorite opponents that you've wrestled over the years? Uh, favorite opponents over the years, Eric Royal, who will also be on the VCW show. I think, I think he may be on UEW as well coming up. But Eric Royal, uh, he's the ace of the Mid Atlantic, or so he claims, uh, is one of them. Sanjay Dutt is probably my favorite opponent of all time. Uh, I know he's more or less retired from in ring action, but that guy is just the absolute best person I've ever been in the ring with, and we've been. Uh, in wars from cage matches, no holds barred matches, all kinds of stuff. Um, Bobby Shields, Hype Rockwell, also known as The Reason. Uh, there's a tag team that no longer exists, but both members, one of them is in MLW now, and one of them's working the Indies Max Smash Master, Devastation Corporation, they were called in Chikara. Those are my favorite tag team to ever work against. Um, i trying to think who else. A guy named Adam Priest out of, uh, out of uh, Alabama. He's done a few AEW darks, but he's a fantastic wrestler. I wrestled him earlier this year. And uh, I'll say one more name that I like a lot is Kevin Koo, who's based out of uh, Tennessee, but he works indies all over the place. Yeah, and if, and if anybody listening hasn't seen any of those guys or any of the tag teams, please go check them out because this is the point of this show is Indie Spotlight. We want to get these indie people to a higher level, and I think... Like, not that my show will do that, but like, just you need to go watch that. You need to see support these indie independent talent. And, you know, some of the names he named off are some of the best in the world, just like him, <laughs> just like Logan. So, guys, please go support them. But, um, your favorite opponent said that was a list of people, but like, what are, what are you like, favorite type of matches to do? Like, is it Steel Cage, No Hole Bar? Do you like just regular? Uh, I mean, to me, nothing beats a classic professional wrestling match where the rules are in place, but you know, I can, I can toy with the rules a little bit. Uh, I'm a huge fan of managers, which I think is very much so a lost art. Like I said, uh, Stokely Hathaway, now Malcolm Bivens was my manager briefly. And, uh, I had so much fun working with him. We had a great match with, uh, Wheeler Yuta. We had a couple great matches actually with Wheeler Yuta where, uh, me and Stoke were trying everything to beat him. Wheeler Yuta now on AEW. Yeah. Uh, part of the best friends. Yeah, part of the best friends, but uh, I, I really just, I do like classic professional wrestling. I like to watch ladder matches and stuff like that, but as I'm getting older, I've been in quite a few ladder matches. It's not always my favorite next day to wake up afterwards. Yeah, I, I was listening to uh, John Moxley talk about that ladder casino ladder match he was in. He's like, bro, I promised oh, yeah. myself I wouldn't do another ladder match. And Tony's like, bro, can you do it? He's like, bro, I don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I feel like for younger talents or not, not younger talents, but like the more like, like Jeff Hardy type talents are like, ah, you know, a ladder match, but like normal people, they're like, nah, we're good. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's easier to get a reaction in those ladder matches. And, uh, the storytelling, like my favorite match of all time is a ladder match. Storytelling can really be there, but it, 
takes a toll man, those bumps are higher up, that ladder is steel or some sort of metal, and it's unpredictable what it's going to do. Um, I'll do them again for the right price or the right championship, but I wouldn't want to do one every single night. Oh, no, no. I, I think that people who try to do that, they're going to be retired by the age of 35. Although Jeff Hardy's 44, man, and he's, I don't know how many he's been. Yeah. He's made of something else, I think. Yeah, yeah, he has to be between the, the the beginning days of the TLC matches to just constantly doing them over and over and over yeah. again. So definitely, I, I I don't know. It's just I like seeing them, but like for the people involved, I'm like ah, oh, that hurts. Yeah, and then people want to say, oh, wrestling's fake. Okay, you go fall off a ladder, you know? <laughs> like, come on, bro. There's only so much you can fake things as, when it comes to ladders. Yeah, I, every ladder match I've been in, that ladder is very real. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what's your favorite ladder match you've been in so far? Favorite ladder match I've been in so far. Um, I had one uh, with Nova Pro Wrestling against Chet Sterling. It's the match where I won the Ultra J PWI Ultra J Championship. Uh, it should be up on Independent Wrestling TV in the Nova section, but that's definitely my favorite ladder match I've had. Okay, I mean, like I've said with ladder matches, though, like I'd uh, they're good to watch, but like. No, I, 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 my friend was like, you should, you should become a pro wrestler. You like it? Like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Nope. Yeah. I was like, I'll become a manager if anything. Like I love talking on a mic, but like to actually do the matches, it's so much like that goes into it and the respect that you have to have for these guys. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad, you know, there's people who think they can do it. They really can't do it. So I'm glad when people know where their role is at and what they actually want to do, I think that's a healthy respect to have, I would say. Yeah. So I'm looking at your um cage match uh Wikipedia thing and I want I want to say you you got some pretty good title wins in um over your career. You were the I just want to make sure these are correct. Uh PCW Tag Team Champion, PWI Ultra J Champion, VCW Tag Team Champion and then in the PWI you were ranked uh in the top 500 which is a feat in itself. You were number 440 in uh, 2020. I think I was 413. You got to rank me a little higher than that, but that's oh, all right. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me. Maybe, maybe, no, no, I, I really don't care. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, 410. My bad. I'm sorry. No, you're all good. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm dyslexic. Don't so. give up those 30 spots to me. <laughs> but like to be ranked like that, that list is such a legend. Pro Wrestling Illustrated Wrestling uh, PWI 500 is such a iconic list. How did it feel to be placed on it in 2020? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was uh, I was actually wrestling on the Masked Wrestler. Or we were taping. I'm sorry. We were taping the Masked Wrestler, which we did all in one, one sitting that day. And I was talking to another a pretty famous independent now ring of honor wrestler and both of us were kind of talking about the list like yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and then i got a text message that was like hey congratulations i was like on what and they were like you're listed and i was like oh yeah this list is super important <laughs> it's yeah you know and he said the same thing he was ranked i think in the 300s and it was the same both of our tunes changed like immediately when we realized we were actually on the list but i mean it's a cool thing to have i uh i bought copies for my mom and dad and they sit probably on a bookshelf unlooked at somewhere, but it's cool to have your name in print. And I can tell my cousins in Massachusetts, like you can go to the grocery store and see me uh, listed. Yeah. When it, was that? It's, it's awesome to scroll through the list. And it's like, 
what I usually do is when I don't know somebody, I usually look at the list like, all right, let me go check out this person, this person. So it's a great way to check out new talent. But for the next list, where, where do you want to see yourself? I mean, it's got to be top 100, right? Yeah. Top 10? Yeah. Top 10, maybe? Yeah. Uh, we'll be realistic. We'll say top 200, but... Top 200? All right. As, as we're bringing this interview to a close, I do want to ask, like, wh- I know you've wrestled a who's who of talent over the years, but is there someone in, like, that you haven't wrestled yet that you're like, I need to wrestle that person, or do you think that you could have a great program with? Uh, the absolute top of my list, somebody I would like to wrestle. I do still have a shot at the Independent Wrestling Championship, and that's currently held by Alex Shelley. That is my number one match that I want right now. Um, outside of that, though... Hmm. Virginia talent. Uh, I think Isaiah Frazier is awesome. I'd love to wrestle him uh, again. Um, guys in the Indies, I would like to work. Like I said, Shelly is definitely number one for me. Um, now that Davey Richards is back, that's probably my solid number two pick. One of those two. Uh, and I guess with Ring of Honor being closed, if Bandito is available to wrestle matches, I'd love to wrestle Bandito. That's a, that, I feel, see, the thing is, I feel like you could put on a great show with any of them. They're great talents, but you and yourself are one of the best talents I've ever seen. So I just, I want to see all three of those matches, the Alex Shelley one, especially because I've been a fan of the Motor City Machine Guns for years. And then, you know, to see him do his own thing, go to Japan with the time splitters and then just be on his own lately, it's, he's one of the best in the world. And so are you. So that, that could be like match of the year candidate right there. I tried, man. If we could have it in Virginia, it'd be absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've happened in uh, Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. I think that would be yeah. a place to do it. Oh, I agree. I'll, I'll try to harass them to get me that match soon. I'll, I'll tweet at Shelly. Be like, hey, man, come to Norfolk. <laughs> Hopefully that <laughs> right. works. But um, where, well, where, where can the fans find you as far as like social media? Uh, mostly I use Twitter for social media the most. It's at Logan LaRoe, L-O-G-A-N-L-A-R-U-X. Uh, you can, I'm on Instagram as well, but it's kind of a mix between my personal account and wrestling account. It's W-A-I-T-L-E-L, but those are the two main places to find me. Yep. So if you haven't, make sure to go follow him. Keep up to date with all what's going on. Make sure to go to the, uh, what, what is it? VCW show in Norfolk. And then the New South show uh, the weekend after, the 4th and the 11th. So if you're not doing anything that weekend, and even if you are, drop your plans. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, make some time. Yep. And Logan, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. This this was so much fun. Thank you for being episode one of Indie Spotlight. And I I don't think there could have been a better person to have as episode one. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Christian. Yep. All right, guys. Make sure to go check out everything independent. Make sure to watch some local indie talent and I'll see you in the next one. All right. We are out. All right. Thanks Christian. Yep. Inventing AEW or WWE one day guys, there's a quote. I don't remember exactly where I heard it, but it goes along something like this fortune favors the bold. And with these independent guys, that's really what it's, it's talking about is fortune favoring these guys willing to take a risk and, prove themselves to be the best talent in the world. So guys, let that let that quote apply to your life. Fortune favors the bold. Go be brave, go be bold, and let fortune favor you. I love each and every one of you, and do me a favor and leave me five stars on Apple Podcast if you like what you're listening to, because I want to do more of these. I want it to reach more people.
Guys, you can follow me anywhere at Chris Ingram 335. I stream on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to follow me, I'll be there. Thank you so much for listening. And episode two of Indie Spotlight will be up soon.